Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, uh, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak we're back i'm your host dave and i'm alive and i'm john i'm mostly dead and i'm jitty <laughs> uh mostly dead was from Princess Bride. I was quoting. Oh, was, that's was, that is right. I was doing Miracle Max. Yes, I I got that. I'm, but uh, so how is everyone doing, John? We got to start with you. How are you? You're the reason we didn't have a show last week. How's everything going in your life? That's okay. I'll take it. I can feel my arm. My arm works. It's nice. Another one of those getting old things. I had nerve damage from a car accident in 1991. It's probably before most people were born that's listening to this. But anyway, so yeah, sometimes it flares up. And last week, I, you don't want me, you don't want just a background of screaming on the podcast. Could have been fun. We could have done something with that, right, JD? I'm, I don't know. So it's no different than the stuff Randy advertises on this show, really. Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. I like that it took you guys a second to get where I was going with that. And then it still landed. <laughs> That's wrong. Actually, more comprehensible, the screaming. What he's... Oh, I understand them quite clearly. Yeah. Oh, when they scream, it's very clear what they're saying. They're having a good time. (laughs) Besides uh, your nerve damage, uh, how are you doing, John? Who's not happy? Yeah. Uh, um, Yeah, everything's okay. Got work done. Read a lot of comics and got up to the, was it 520, I think, episode of One Piece. Mm. <clears throat> and one of the one oh, of the actors. What are you? Hmm? One seventh of the way through the show. Yeah. What are you? One seventh <laughs> of the way through the show. I'm less than half still. Yeah. Less than half. Jeez. But one of the actors in the live action One Piece, the guy who played Monkey D. Garp, plays the king of the was it King Atlan in in uh, Aquaman two. Ah. Yeah. Which, by the way, the trailer we'll that doesn't look Bacon. too bad. Okay, but, we'll get to that. It's in the news. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I just the Aquaman I just trailer two doesn't look that bad. Okay. I, it's an 80 brain. You, you hop from one to one to one. Uh, so, you know, this is true. I, I was watching the one piece and then the live action had monkey D Garp and the same actor played that played Aquaman. And that's in our show notes. And see, I, there's a connection there. <laughs> Nor, that's not normal. Actually. Normally there's a leap of logic somewhere that nobody can follow, but yeah, everything else is okay. That's good. It's good. My yeah. cat up here or is right there. She's having a little bit of an issue. She, so like I have to take her back to the vet. She's not eating as much as she should. Could stand some well wishes on that. Otherwise, eh. all right. John's cat. That's Jasmine. 
Good luck, how Jasmine. You? How about you, JD? I'm all right. Hang out. Got the kid in the room right now. He's trying to avoid bedtime. He's hiding from his mom. So that's always good. <laughs> then my broadcast class, we had our first really big full go game on Friday where we had the student commentators and cameramen and switch orders. And it went, it went pretty good. I was actually really proud. It was like, as a teacher, I felt accomplished. So that's always fun. Cool. Well, that's important, right? Yeah. Yeah. I felt good. Felt really good. Other than that, You're just busy. Hmm? You're doing it for a reason, right? You're like hey, getting through to these kids. That's what matters. I want to get paid. I want a weekly. <laughs> I want a bi-weekly paycheck where I know where it's coming from. <laughs> that's always helpful. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. That's for sure. So, how are you, Diff? All right. What's this? Perfect evolution show. of beer growth. Yeah, I didn't shave, so I've got a little bit of. And then there's Dave, who's a little bit more. And then there's the <laughs> the, the pinnacle of manness beard that like is that. JD. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Polar Knights. Not familiar with you. Thanks for yes. dropping by. Yes, thanks for dropping by. All right. Yes, I'm complimenting all right. on how goddamn manly I look. <laughs> yes. Don't uh, don't do too many compliments for JD. His head is big enough. Um conversational you know, narcissist. But it's his his doesn't fit as in the square as well as J John and I's. <laughs> this is true. Because I got a better camera than you guys. I'm using my 14 here. Really? What a, yeah. So I use Garrett, the guy who owned Fight Game. Before we left, I, I, I was asking him for some advice on better camera. And he this is he showed me this website, this software called Camo Studio, where you can use your iPhone like a camera, like a web camera. And it's far superior to the built-in webcams, as you can see, because I look way better than these two. Right? So you're saying I should be using this instead of my built-in camera? Yeah, the results yeah, speak you know. for themselves. Let me quote Scott Steiner. The numbers don't lie, and they smell disaster for Samoa so, Joe at sacrifice. That's, that was one of my new things. I now have one of these Apple products. <laughs> and, an iPhone, Android for life. I, yeah, iPhone 13. And I will know, say this, okay. that it automatically integrates with my laptop. Like, does it? Yeah, as soon as you log into your account on this, it's, oh, you have got an iPhone. That's not a good thing. Yeah, we're already there. Like, we're already there. Yeah. So Drew Drew wants to know what I thought of the folk style world tournament I know it about. So it's not folk style, it's actually freestyle. The Freestyle Greco World Championships were last weekend. The US won the freestyle world title. We've beaten, we've surpassed Russia finally. And we look great. We look absolutely great for the US, which is awesome. Cause I remember following the team out to Moscow in 2010 when we sucked, I think we won two matches the whole tournament. Uh, and this has been just an absolute turnaround to the point where we had multiple gold medals. I think all but three guys in the team medaled. So for freestyle, we are literally the best program in the world. For Greco, we are god-awful fucking terrible. Our Greco-Roman program is in such bad shape right now. The best place to watch, it's probably Flow, Flow Wrestling. They have, they have all the best coverage of that stuff. I right. thought it was an MJF quote. Oh, Drew, it was not an MJF quote. It's a Scott Steiner quote that MJF paraphrased a couple weeks ago. Got to learn your TNA history, my man. And I'm still just using the camera on the computer, but like one of the times I tried to do something, that's what it was. I was playing around with TikTok on my computer and, all, and it just automatically tried to use my phone as the camera. That's what it wants to use. Yeah. TikTok so. is native to uh, phone technology. That's how the vast majority of the English and Chinese speaking world Utilize yeah, it. and there there was an option to use it in StreamYard, but I didn't pick that yet. So uh, yeah, it, it works. It, it's funny you talk about that stuff because I was looking at, at here. I have an 920e 
camera, which seems to look, it, it, it's pretty good. At work, I have a Logitech Brio 4K, which is way more expensive. Yeah. And I would rather not use that for a podcast because it shows every pore on your face. It's, it's when you, it, it's like the problem that they have with filming for 4K TVs now, where people who looked good on a regular TV, you get into 4K and it's, oh, you need way more makeup. Yeah, that's a real thing that happened. It was like that that when when HD hit too. They had all that. We're a video show now, John. We got to step our game up, man. That was a joke on uh, on Family Guy, I think, or or Simpsons, one or the other. And they went HD, and they're like the news. Everyone loved this newscaster, and then she showed her on HD, and was like, "Yeah, (laughs) yeah." That's that was a real thing, and it's only going to get worse. So yeah, I'm getting used to it. It's funny because it, John is saying Android for life. I know that you've always had an iPhone I'm a as Mac long player. as I've known you at least. But the funny thing is it's like, it's a phone. It does everything my other phone did. I will say the camera is much better in this than my Samsung, but there are definitely things I do not like about it. Like what? I've never had an Android phone and I'm Mac. I'm a Mac guy through and through. The uh, art world is pretty Mac dominant. Tell me. The, what, my main complaint right now is the keyboard. Like on an Android, it'll have the number line at the top, like a regular computer keyboard where it doesn't have it. So I have to hit. And so to get to a hashtag, I've got to hit three buttons to get to a hashtag symbol. One. So when you're doing stuff on social media, it's a pain in the butt. And the walled garden that Apple has makes it hard to put another keyboard in, I'm sure. They don't want you to put another keyboard in. Exactly. Yeah. And then just, and there's like little things just getting used to. There's, I understand some of my complaints are just getting used to the differences, but like stuff like that, just, you know, this is definitely annoying. So. Put this, well, pull up Joey's comment here, man. I got to echo his statement here. <laughs> Joey from So Wizard says, Dave sounds like the ultimate boomer talking about iPhone. Go back to your green bubble. I agree. <laughs> I lose so much respect for someone when I get a text from him and it's green. That's what a Philistine. Okay. Yeah. First off, don't fucking call me a boomer, <laughs> you piece of shit. Second. <laughs> Speaking of antagonistic towards after. one of our four viewers. Okay. Good. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, is, speaking of assholes, my dog just knocked over my garbage can because he's bored. Oh, good. Um, the can. other thing is, I don't like the green thing doesn't bother me. I don't understand why. Because you're not bothers. an Apple guy. Because it's, it's better. Like, we have a family group text. We try to send videos to my dad back when he had an Android, and the video quality would just get all crappy because he wouldn't get on board and get himself a damn iPhone. Now he's got an iPhone. Yeah. By the way, I'm not gonna um, plug out. But just, anyway, can, can I, I just want to interject my my shirt? Stabity Bunny. Huh? Stabity Bunny. Yes. I like I said, I was reading some comics this week over the last two weeks, and I dropped back into Stabity Bunny because I uncovered it while I was trying to organize a few things. We're not paid. We don't do any product placement. But Stephanie Bunny, I, I really like it. If anybody wants to try an interesting comic about probably the most homicidal rabbit since fun from Slugfest, then StabityBunny.com. 8-Bit so, Ray. 8-Bit Ray says, please pull this up. Dude. No, I'm not. No, no, 8-Bit no. Ray says, don't call Dave a boomer when he was there for the Big Bang. You know, these dicks get to jump in and make comments about my age. I'm just hey, reading the comments that are being read. That are being submitted to us. Yeah. The second we can charge for super chats, we can make them pay to say those kind of insults. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Once we're monetized, yeah, we're gonna everything make gonna a, be super chats. Make you fuckers pay. Speaking of of homicidal rabbits, no, I was I, this is an interesting thing I wanted to bring up. 
was watching my granddaughters yesterday and the granddaughters are homicidal rabbits oh no my but, kid might be so i would understand if you made that comment we were watching this show on youtube that they like called kid time story time not familiar with that one and uh, yeah it's weird it's a i'm Define weird that's the whole thing i'm trying to figure it out it's the basic premise is there's a it's a woman and she's reading books right children's mm-hmm. books like shelly um, cabal used to do on hbo there you go or like they used to do in reading rainbow stuff like it's that look it's in a book reading it's weird rainbow. because you definitely get this it definitely has the vibe that it's a one woman operation like right? reading rainbow yeah but there's production value but it's it's weird it's it goes so far and then just stops like I'm only going to put so much effort into each episode. That's uh, you are not exactly the target audience, Dave. So no, um, I know, and I get it. And look, my my granddaughters were engaged, and we're not engaged, but we're just sitting there and watching it. So I get it. Like she's hitting her target audience, but it's just one of the weirdest things I've watched in a long time. The, th- the other thing that makes it weird is like she reads the book. It's a two camera setup where she's got a camera pointing down at the book, and then a camera at her face, like us, right? And when it's at her face, she's definitely got a green screen and there's stuff that goes on in the background. But then, like, when she's reading the book, it's on the book. And that's why. But then she stops every once in a while and has commentary about what she's saying. But no one really asked. But then another thing she'll do is she'll say she'll be explaining something or talking about something going on in the book. And then she'll use a phrase and then she'll stop and explain what that phrase means. Oh, she would she be like, man, this kid is being totally sus. Oh, God. (laughs) He's all sussy baka over here. My kid actually <laughs> used that the other day. Sussy baka. Is that Have they used the word Riz yet? Have oh yeah, there is. Like, my my kids use stuff like that, but as an as a joke. Comp is a big one. Oh, that's comp. And then there, the one book she was reading was the Halloween tree, and it's about this tree that is in the neighborhood. He hates. He doesn't want to be a Christmas tree. He hates people and all. But again, are the kids playing on the tree? And he ends up loving the kids and blah. That's blah. an adorable idea for a story. But it, it's a, it was a great. Yeah, it was a fun little book. But it's weird, like, as she's flipping through, all of a sudden, one time on the book, like, obviously, they draw a little face on the tree. All of a sudden, the eyes are animated. Like, they obviously added that in. That's weird. But they only did it once while she, she was reading the book. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. That is she throws it. She throws things in, but she's not consistent with it. So, it's yeah, I, I encourage anyone with, I'm asking anyone out there that has young kids, Watch an episode or two with your kids, and then let me know: is it weird or is it just me? Because I think it's weird hmm. to an adult, not to a kid. Obviously, okay. I miss reading Rainbow. Lavar Burton was a saint. Eight Bit Ray says, "Sounds like a novel if John Ware were a Christmas tree." No, if John Ware. Oh, John Ware a Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> very, Dude, grumpy. That's an idea. <laughs> a very greedy Christmas. Christmas a very greedy Christmas. There's something there. Oh, oh, no, don't have me describe an O'Grady Christmas. That's a story I've never told you guys. We're good. I, I didn't mean for real. I meant like as a kid's story or something like that. No, no. I think come Christmas time, we're going to want to hear about the O'Grady Christmas. Uh, yeah, There's a couple of we, stories, actually. I don't know if we want to dig into childhood trauma. It's really not what actually, we do no. here. Actually, no. No, it's a fun story. Oh, okay. Then, yes, then we're going to need that. Yes. And this That's show is great... all about childhood trauma. Oh, that's fair. We do, co- <laughs> we do superheroes. There's nothing else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whole genre is about. So come Christmas time, we should actually do that, really. Like an episode where we just tell kids Chris our kid like Christmas stories from childhood. I love this idea. <laughs> and a Grady Christmas Carol 2023. I there love you it. go. You're like getting visited by Jacob Marley, you get visited by Ziggy Marley. 
So other than that, this week I did get caught up on Ahsoka. I am one episode behind. I was gonna oh, watch it, Jesus. and my when I was gonna watch it, my wife said, "No, we're gonna go walk the dog. The dog needs a walk." And she said, "We'll have plenty of time to get home and watch the episode." I'm like, "You're right." And then my kid ran to his best friend, and then it didn't happen. But I've only I'm only one behind. <laughs> one behind. That's great for me. Hey, Frosty. Yes, but I think it's the best episode. I know. I saw the spoilers, and I wanted to see it. We missed about, the show last week, so we had to. How about you, John? Are you caught up? Did I mention it was on episode 520 of One Piece? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I I was going to watch it today, but I just ran out of time between work. I've had two vet visits. I spent the beginning of the week screaming in pain. I never got a chance to uh, watch a show you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. And, and I, had, I had to finish the Daredevil, which I did. So there's that. Thrawn looks like a Smurf and Elon Musk made babies. I don't know. They, I think they he tried looks their fine. best. It, it's like with One Piece. It looks better on paper than it does. Like, it's hard to bring some of those kinds of characters to real life. New drinking game. Take a shot every time John says One Piece. Ah. Uh, Drew Carlson says, I fell asleep during the latest Ahsoka. Really? Everyone seems whoa. to love this one. I've yeah, heard nothing but positive so, things. It was Me so too. good. It was. It, it's everything it's been building to. The show. Oh, okay. Here's the beginning of it paying off. Drew, did you watch Rebels? I know you can't answer that. I just put that in the chat. Hey, at least they didn't do a side quest with with the Mandalorian on this one. (laughs) No, because there's no need to. To be fair, the Book of Boba Fett needed a Mandalorian side quest. Yeah, they could have written that a whole lot better. You expected him to do a lot more kick-ass stuff, and he didn't. Surprisingly, which lives up to his Boba Fett, because Boba Fett's never done anything actually cool. No, Drew, so I didn't either. So I didn't either. I never watched any bit of, of the of Rebels. And then I watched every episode of this. And I, then I found a 10-minute YouTube video. So Star Wars Rebels in 10 minutes. Oh, I and, see. And, it's, and that's exactly where it is. Rebel Season 5 is kicking ass so far. And I'm like watching this whole thing. I'm like, oh, oh, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. oh. Now I understand what the hell's going on in the show. But yeah, that's exactly what this is Rebel Season. All right. So wait, what, what episode have you seen up to, John? Ahsoka the White. Oh, so like three episode, episodes. Yeah, you're one episode behind. You're where JD is. Two episodes. I'm two episodes behind. Did you see the one with Anakin? Yes. So you're like me. You're one behind. Oh, okay. I thought I was two. Okay. No, you're just one behind. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So oh, all right. Let's so, okay. Ezra Bridges alive. Darks the Death Sisters. Whatever. Call him or back. Like the, the fucking Twitter ruined it for me. So I know what's going on. Ezra looks like Jesus, by the way. Like not what Jesus what I actually look like, but what Western culture is trying to tell me Jesus looked like. Right, it's funny because there are definitely <laughs> two things about that episode, but you guys haven't watched it. They're the worst podcast hosts. Yes. Okay. Let's go. Let's go back to episode five then. Okay. You didn't watch Rebels, right? No. So you don't know about the world between worlds. I know about it now because I watched this 10-minute The Rebels in okay. 5 minutes. Or Rebels in 10 minutes. It's the reason short. why Ahsoka is still alive after facing off with Darth Vader. I, so. I learned that Ezra is Jesus, Classy says. That's, that's possibly what I've learned. <laughs> Jerry Leto was too busy to play the role. Nice one. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> so what did you think of that episode? Oh, I thought it was cool. I didn't know. what. Okay, so... I don't know what the hell is going on. I know of these characters, but I didn't really, this is my introduction to them. And I texted Dave in the middle of me watching the, the first episode. Like the, the entire cast of this is just really hot. Like I just was <laughs> bamboozled at how attractive everyone on this show is. Harrison, there's actually fan pages to Harrison Dulles, butt that I think is just awesome. Cause she got a dump truck. Some Yo- might say that's sexy. Like, they would be they incorrect. Call- they bring too many letters on there. 
sexy space whales yeah i learned that space whales are a thing they can go into hyperspace when they did that i'm like these whales go into hyperspace and then i saw the cartoon like these whales do in fact go into hyperspace but they hinted at that in i think it was book of boba fett or well it's it's in season three where grogu looks out the window and when they're in hyperspace and sees one of the whales that's right i do well it's also an extended canon too the purgle actually were the reason why they learned about how they that humans learned or other races learned how to travel hyperspace. They and they would travel behind the Purgle, and they would. It was it Jedi originally were also used to travel hyperspace because they could feel hyperspace and avoid yeah. problems. They were the ones that originally carved the paths. So there's the so no one's ever told a regular story. No, right. So here's that's the thing, and there's a whole this is there's this a whole is, slow pop behind this where basically they're saying the world between worlds. You can move through time and space through that and hyperspace, and it's all connected to the Force. But yet, the average Star Wars fan who's only seen the movies doesn't know this. No, I didn't know that. And Ahsoka can get to the World Between Worlds supposedly because she actually contains part of the daughter's soul. Ray makes Um, a joke that... Because she died once. Ray makes a joke. Whales are important to everything. That's Star Trek. That's the joke that I made to my wife. I said, this is what Kirk was doing. He was making, <laughs> he was laying the foundation for nice time for space travel whales. Ray is right. Space, space wizards. wizards. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, this show, if you do not watch Rebels, it's not impossible to follow because I am digging these characters. I try to tell my son, because remember you said, John, these aren't really Sith. They're like dark Jedi. And he looks and goes, Dad, they have red lightsabers. They're Siths. They're orange. And like, shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I tried to say that. And he was just like, shut up, Dad. I'm trying to watch Star Wars. They're fighting against the good guys. They're bad. <laughs> Drew asks, what? why do we have to leave gotta... the galaxy far away? Because Filoni feels like it? Yes. No, because we're finally going far away. Mm-hmm. They're finally doing something different. We're not looking at the same six places over and over again. We haven't been on the desert planet. I appreciate it so much. Good evening, yeah. James Burton. <laughs> Comic connoisseur. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. I like I said, I like the show. I feel like I have a better understanding of it. I think that if you do not watch the Rebels, which I did not, I think you can like the show, but I think you get a better appreciation of what's going on if you watched Rebels, or at least have an understanding of, of what Rebels was. And Clone yeah. Wars. Rebels yeah, Clone is Wars most too. of the history. Clone Wars also has some of the history that you'd need to know. I mean, the whole thing, really. Ray says, Star Trek, trying to learn how to go plaid instead of ludicrous speed. Uh, uh, Spaceball 1. There, there, we, we, there are no space plaid. balls in this new universe that they've gone. Just that would be <laughs> Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll say this about the, the latest episode. Something I thought was great is there's a huge difference between how they introduce Thrawn and how they introduce Ezra. Like, Thrawn, the, the, the Star Destroyer flies up and like they're standing on this tower and the, 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 the bay is open and it like lands perfectly on the bay and there's a all these stormtroopers in there and they're they're trying what do you call it? Chanting, that's the word I was for. Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn. And he like walks out with his captain of the guard and it's like this big entrance. And then like when what's her face? The character, Sabine. That's okay. Sabine. Sabine finally finds Ezra. It's so subdued, like 
you hear his voice off camera over her shoulder and like he walks out and it's well, just like different characters yeah yeah like that 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 was done on purpose and it was done so well i think we got two comments we should pull those up real quick i think they're both important kasan says ahsoka has enough gaps between dialogue a purple can fall through them it's so slow my son said the exact same thing because dad they're just talking it's so boring and then all the lightsaber fighting he gets into it it is a slow moving show Drew says the Thrawn trilogy, I feel it stayed in the Star Wars universe. Filoni is making up his own thing and putting Star Wars skin in it. That is not true, sir, because Dave Filoni was hired, in fact, by George Lucas to do this. Yeah. So the stuff that Filoni is doing, he has been doing since 2008. Yes. And he's had Lucas's blessing for the stuff he did. He worked for Lucas, the guy that came over. This is all this is all Lucas approved stuff. This stuff predate a lot of this stuff is predating the disney takeover this is more star wars eu than it is dave filoni just freelancing out here this is they, what star wars was supposed to grow into he's pulling stuff from the extended universe the books all the books the many books he's pulling the good stuff from it mm-hmm. and, and repurposing it and they've had creatures from outside the galaxy before the use of which i guess they're not going to do here this is more of a night sisters thing but yeah this is good this is not it's different it's like you said nary a single biome planet to be seen so far no no deserts no sand which mm-hmm. is good because anakin would come back from the dead to yeah, um, didn't. complain about it yeah well, all right, all right. i'm gonna i'm gonna so ray makes a good point and this is classic star wars if you watch those movies 40 minutes on a desert planet like he's right and they talked a lot and they talked mm-hmm. yes. tons of dialogue in star wars yeah tons of dialogue yeah like if you want non-star, non-stop action, watch the the new Star Trek movies. <laughs> it just goes to show you that even as a kid, you can have rose-colored glasses on when something catches your imagination. So one of the one of the th- things that I noticed, people, the videos I've watched where they're like talking about this show, and they pointed out they're not doing the cutaways as much. It's more of letting a scene breathe. Where in classic Star Wars, they'll cut back and forth through the, the different things that are going on. But so that's this good. Is, Right, but this is a television show. It's more episodic. Serialized. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. The reason the Star Wars movies have those, look, from a tactical standpoint, the reason the Star Wars movies are cut differently than movies from the 70s were because George Lucas really didn't know how to make a movie, so they had to cobble the film together, right? Like, you couldn't, like, usually it was, like, back in the day, you'd, you'd have your master shot, which is, like, the, the which was your backbone of how you'd edit a scene, and then you would have your inserts, Right. They didn't do that with Star Wars because they couldn't, because Lucas wasn't getting the kind of performances they want, and it was slow and boring. So they changed up to a what would be what would then become known as the blockbuster editing style, where it's more shot, where it's more like cut happy. And even Star Wars today, if you look back in 1977, it's not. It's very stuff breathed, but not like it did in 1968. Like compared right. to compared to the Godfather, way more stuff plays out in longer masters than in the Star Wars movies. So having a more deliberate pace is star Wars, but star Wars was the movies that stopped letting films play out in a more deliberate pace because, because that's how they had to make it or else it wouldn't have worked. Right. But also you've seen the behind the scenes stuff, like a lot of that too. the editing of star Wars is what saved that movie. That's what I said. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. If it's not edited. Yeah. yeah. That movie changed the way films are edited. Yeah. Right, because it was, because in the 1980s, 70s, excuse me, that was a faster-paced film. Yes. This is, this what we think of as fast-paced, like Randy just said, like Fast 10 or whatever, that wasn't what movies were like. No, right? he said, watch this, the new sequels, they're fast. Yes. Like, they're very yeah, fast-paced. Right. 
compared to the because they're added to like modern movies where it's like the rhythm is just much much different i do think that's true and i also feel like the modern editing has ruined us for like good storytelling Mm -hmm. like filling in details and stuff not that you need all the details but yeah everyone wants boom action and And if it's not that they get upset no, and they don't really get upset. Here's the thing: is that like all of these? Yeah, Marsha Lucas was the editor. That's true. Yeah, one of the editors actually. But like, it's not just what I was trying to say is, it's not just like, people have this idea that oh, the audiences have these short attention spans; they have to have stuff going blah 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 blah. And then Oppenheimer comes up. Yeah, which is cut right. much more like a traditional story of the seventies, right? It so, depends on the audience, though, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It depends on what you're telling people. It depends on right. what story is trying to be told. You told we've told people for two decades, three decades now, that they can't handle slower paced editing. And then it turns out they can. Yeah. It's just executives don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They just say things True. that they think works. She's the reason. Yeah, Marsh Lux is the reason special edition exists. So we have to pay her royalties. Also true. True. Yeah, Kassan says it's not about fast action. It's about moving the plot with change and growth. Ahsoka is just marketing piece that relies on self-reference to stoke the audience's interest. No. Yeah, no, so. because I think what these shows are all doing... If people haven't picked up on this, is they're trying to fill in the gaps to somehow Palpatine return. Like, <laughs> it's not explained. He just shows up. But they've been laying the groundwork in all of these shows to, like, how the First Order came into power and how Palpatine returned. And, like, they're filling in those gaps that, like, all the fans have complained about. And I think, yeah. I don't, I think, like, it's not just marketing. It's not just... That- unnecessary stories but that's a very heavy lift and he feloni can make it interesting which you hope that in the end it, it works out how many fans of rebels have not asked what happened to ezra and thrawn like that right. has been something that fans have been asking of those shows since that season aired oh what also, they're trying to do too is they're trying to make a more tenable tie to the star wars animation stuff that hasn't been established before yeah I'll also remember that they're the reason why you're getting more scenes where they're letting the characters breathe is because they're still trying to bring in people that haven't seen Clone Wars. So they need a way for you to care about these characters. You need more introduction to the characters. You need more information about the characters. And what better way than to let them talk in, to each other and interact with each other? I like Ray's comment here. Disagree. As Clone Wars added as much more depth to the lore... This is adding bricks in the road to the fireworks factory of the Mando movie coming. <laughs> I don't know. This is going to this is going to lead into a Dave Filoni movie, which I think is going to tie Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and Rebels all together in a live action movie. So Yeah, as of May, there was also supposed to be Star Wars Skeleton Crew on Disney Plus at some point. What's that right. gonna be? Uh, I don't know. Pair is a new live action show set in the time of uh, same time as the Mandalorian. Following four lost kids as they try to find their way home, Watson Ford described it as a coming-of-age adventure inspired by 80s Amblin films. Mm. Huh, don't I don't know. know. And Bad Batch Season 3 and then Mandalorian 4. Where's the... There was supposed to be a movie that tied it all together, but I heard something about... it was Everything's getting pushed off. Who knows what's going to be around for the next Truth year. Truth says, I think it's both self-reference and retcon. You don't need space whales to explain... How Palpatine returns? No, but the space whales are something that have been in uh, a lot of the stuff. The yeah. well, universe, they, they figure into like, this because, it's not, because they're they're what brought them to the other galaxy. And they're, they're literally what ties this plot. If it's been there, it's if it was already if it's oh. already been there, it's not a retcon. Exactly, mm. it's not. Yeah, no, 
Yeah, it'll, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I think you guys need to watch the new episode. I really liked it. It was, it's good. I liked live action Thrawn. It's Mickelson. Mads Mickelson is the actor. He did the voice Lars in the cartoon Mickelson. and they just Which is made the other one. Oh, oh it's, yeah, it's the other one. You're it's right. His brother. It's his brother. Which is, and they didn't really like overly CGI him or anything. They just gave him blue skin and red eyes. So it's yeah, like, they didn't give him the higher forehead and all that. It works. Except to, <laughs> everybody take a drink. It's just the same problem they had with the fishmen in the One Piece live action. <laughs> so, like, take a it, drink. You, when, when you're, I'll take a drink. When, when you're trying to translate something from cartoons or whatever into live, into a live action series with a much lower budget, something you're stuck with the old star trek trope of maybe if we just give them a few ridges on their forehead or change their ears or can we get mel brooks as an underlying an underling of thrawn no i don't god that would be great i'd love to see lord yogurt lord no this is not not space balls stop it (laughs) but it could be (laughs) yeah i'm enjoying the show my favorite part is baylor his lightsaber duel with ahsoka was Amazing. Yes, it was. I liked it a yeah. lot. The actor is so good. It sucks that he yeah. passed away. So he was a good Punisher in a terrible movie. Yeah, Warzone yeah. sucked, but he was good. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know how this uh, how the season's going to end if he lives or not, and if I wonder if they'll recast him if he's got an important role in the future of the the story. Hard to say. He's going the same place Mira is. Thrawn and his three hundred soldiers. Uh, again, I'm not going to say too much since these guys haven't watched it yet. There's a lot of theories about his troops, and they're like undead zombies. Right? Yeah, that's I've, one of I've the heard, theories. I, yeah, I've seen. Hey, John, mm-hmm. are you ready to admit that you were wrong and about freaking out and listening to those nerds who thought the one random inquisitor was Ezra, and you were all worked yep, up yep, about you're, it? You're, you were. I, I was hoping it was wrong, and I'm glad it's wrong. So, so are we not going to be dumb YouTubers yeah, anymore? Like we've this was like a repeat of one of it. Nope, I will only listen to we got it covered. Oh God. <laughs> Out! <laughs> uh, oh, damn spot I say. For, for those of you that don't know the joke, we got it covered.com. Really, God, I'm helping them by just saying it. Just they're one of those sites that, like, we would love to have their clout when making rumors that just are not true. It's, it's fortunate it's, that you don't even have the name of the site, right? So it's not. That's good. Hassan says Baylor's the best part of the show. He's actually acting. And he shows depth in his character. Everyone else is a cardboard cutout of an archetype. No, I don't believe. I don't think so. I don't think so. A dirty laundry is the best Punisher. That was good. Media. That was Thomas Jane's short film that he made. I enjoyed that. Hmm. Star Wars zombies. Play it safe, Disney. <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm enjoying Ahsoka. This is James Burton, comic book extraordinaire creator. I'm enjoying Ahsoka. I don't mind storytelling at all this is the pacing i expect for obi-wan and i didn't mind space whales and witches <laughs> yeah that's my new album it's all space it's all space it's all that's space your cover band. like that's i don't band. know why i don't know think why about, people are getting upset at that, think that, about the yeah. amazing 70s style artwork that band would have on its album covers <laughs> some frazetta shit <laughs> Uh, It'd be a cover band for Genesis or, or no Starship. Jefferson Starship. Jefferson right. Starship, not Starship. Right. Starship. Right, exactly. Starship was awful. Jefferson Starship was fun. Hmm. Jefferson Airplane, also awful. Yeah. However, if this leads to impotent look, fuck it. What? If anything leads to impotency, I say fuck it too. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. have it. That's good well, life actually, advice right there. Uh, and and Ray says Star Wars Halloween special coming soon. Yeah, zombie. Is that really going to be a thing? 
Didn't they have that already? So. Star Wars Halloween special? I think they did. Uh, oh, no, they did. The yeah. animated ones. Yeah, yeah, we watched that last year. I thought so. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I watched it with Andy. Yeah, they were good. <laughs> yeah. Speaking no. of horror. No more holiday. Yeah, speaking of horror, let's let's move on to some social media madness. Why? Because <laughs> yeah, it's our shtick. Look, I asked a question to the audience. It feels like two weeks ago at this point. Why? And we, just, and we deserve, our audience deserves to hear our comments on their answers. If you say so. so the question I asked, since we're talking about uh, Daredevil and uh, Frank Miller and Daredevil this week, my question was, what is your favorite Frank Miller comic? And uh, we had people answer over on the Tiki Talk. Mr. R. Savage said, what if I've only seen the movies? And I said, then read more. And 8-Bit Ray says, you know damn well it's The Dark Knight Returns. Overrated. Clap, Overrated. You're not supposed to say that. It's a classic. He's not saying it. He's he's chanting it. I'm chanting it, much like Thrawn Soldier. (laughs) Over on Instagram, James Burton said, "My my favorite is still Dark Knight Returns. It was my intro to him outside some Ronin and the one I outside of outside of some Ronin." And the one I identified with. Oh, okay. Are you having AI read these? I don't. Uh, Randy's now chimed in over on the Instagram. Said Batman Year One. Honestly, haven't read a lot by him. Only seen the movies. My friend John commented, and that has nothing to do with the question. It had to do with my lighting choice. He works in television, so that doesn't shock me. The wait. I'm sorry. It's I can't read it. It's too small. The glorious she said gotta be ronin then 300 and with sin city rounding out the son of merler and john joseph smith said born john again possibly born again possibly the best mainstream comic ever so that's that's a bold statement but it is a bold statement it is a good it is a good story but it's a bold statement over on the youtube ghost of dave we've got at forty sixty said daredevil born again I'm really excited for the show. And then finally on X, formerly known as Twitter. Twitter. Still, still Twitter, yeah. That's what everyone, That's like every podcast I listen to and whatever, when they talk about this, they call it X, formerly known as Twitter. We had Randy again chime in, said, I did read The Dark Knight Returns, and it's god-awful sequel. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a bad comic. AJ said, since one, Sin City, two, Batman Year One, three, Give Me Liberty, and four, Dark Knight Returns, five, Hard Boiled, six, 300, seven, Ronan. Wow. Ronan's that, that's a That's a, that really likes all of his work. So Wizard gave us a 300 GIF. So did the Geek World All-Stars. You had to do this as Sparta. You had to do it. Uh-huh. Somebody had to do it. I said Daredevil Born Again, and spider Lou said Electra Assassin. Hmm. interesting that's mm-hmm. a, interesting i think so i agree Apit ray says daredevil number 120 if you want that booty smacking goodness <laughs> smack the boot yes um no wait what did james say here dark knight returns was my intro to modern batman i loved it when i had read it it was a new take at the time it was also fit in a lot of ways now i feel and hell feels hacked it was it was so copied. That's true. Yeah. That's very yeah. true. That, it's like like Watchmen isn't cutting edge if everything is Watchmen. 
everyone has Daredevil fans. Disney removed Daredevil mm-hmm. Born Again from the roadmap of releases. Yeah, but I think that was due to the strike. They changed a lot of stuff around. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you can trust anything as far as these maps because nobody knows what's getting made and when. Remember? Yeah. I was like, oh, the strike's in and strike's in and strike's still going. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, he, and the writers are close to getting something, I think. Uh, are but, they? But even if the writers come back, they still have to settle with all the other different groups. I keep seeing, made, so. I think last week I saw it two or three times game. someone post, oh, breaking news, the strike's over, and then it's now. Like, they're talking, but the strike isn't over. I saw a lot of WGA members be like, nope, strike's not over. Nope. Yeah. yeah. So... So the writers have to come back, but if the writers come back, then they need the actors. And if the actors come back, they need the guys making the cars <laughs> to back. So the UAW strike. UAW strikes big. All right, that's a huge one. So mm-hmm. that is. They just want to talk about that. Cutting us off what, before the, we get the chance to dig. What the, the, U- the car strike? UAW strike? Yeah, the United Auto Workers strike that's going on. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's the same thing as the writers, though. They, they don't want to get, get like paid. 2% a year, wanna... and, the, and the executives get 5,000% a year in their pay raises. Well, we got to have a golden no, I, when we're getting covered in our golden showers. I don't, I, I don't have anything. I haven't read anything about their strike, so I don't have anything to, to comment on it. Uh, oh, okay. Let me give my dissertation. No. <laughs> so, on that note, if you want to be part of Social Media Madness for next week, here's our good friend Don to tell you more. How's the show going? You join it? Do you want to be part of Social Media Madness? Then go ahead and head over to SuperHeroSpeak.com where you can find all the social links, episodes of the show, you can find comic reviews by Chris and other articles. We're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Great shows like the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, So Wizard, and superhero speak hashtag GW all stars and you will not be disappointed. So make sure that you are engaging with the superhero speak Twitter post whenever they come up. Give us your best comment and you may make JD say this. I get so tired of these dumb motherfuckers. I... All right, it's back to the show. The fuckers Thanks. get me tired. Thanks for that, Donna. Hopefully, we can get you on uh, sometime soon. I know you said Sundays are bad for you, but yeah. Um, also, while you're here, if you're not subscribed yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Click that bell for notifications so you won't miss us when we go live. Right on this channel every Sunday night at 8.30, old man O'Grady has another uh, health issue. <laughs> not planning on it. No one plans on it. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back with the news. Some podcasts are like this. I think someone, someone put it lightly and quite cleverly. It's girls are, are like, you know, lesbians aren't turned off by dicks. They're turned off of what's behind them. And I was like, yo, fuck yeah. What's behind a dick? A butt? The, no, the man. Oh. <laughs> stupid and some podcasts are like this i have an upsetting opinion i'm ready a corn dog is a tamal f off what no hold on hold on think about it you need to f off it's like a loose corn based batter 
that's cooked around a central filling. I you're am cooked I crazy around here? a central filling. Am I crazy? Am I am I crazy here? Yeah. A corn dog shares so many more similarities to a tamal than a Wellington. I disagree. I think the corn dog is more related to fried catfish than it is to tamale. I like how I looked at the graphic <laughs> to see what a corn dog is. Fried cabbage, what is that? But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. <laughs> putting up all the equipment, talking to the dudes putting on gloves as they're shutting things down. It's just like, Weightlifting gloves. Is- <laughs> Fuck you. You thought you were going to come out on top, huh, Steve? Yeah. Now he beat you. No. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bait. <laughs> now we. Oh, God, who you are before you beat the record. <laughs> the machine is ours. <laughs> your wife, your children, they're ours. Now we beat you. <laughs> Destroying this cabinet with no survivors. <laughs> <laughs> This is Beat 'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also, check out our YouTube for that sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> I think Drew has the answer everything cgi cars and movies happens. yes yeah. hasn't, <laughs> hasn't gone wrong yet and apparently john was there for the uh, model a off the assembly line oh we had a uh, parade in town today because we live in a small back-ass town and uh, so we had a, our homecoming parade and they had the model a club drive through nice those were cool yeah, there's john the, commenting john, on video. yes i was there when they invented the wheel to put on the model a <laughs> old man o'greedy gotta love him Kassan so, says he's glad you're feeling better, Jim. Thanks, Kassan. I know you don't feel good, but I'm glad you're not feeling as bad. Who's that guy? And I don't know. Who is that guy? Dick. <laughs> All right, we do have some news to talk about. Oh, the news is getting sparse. But... I forgot on social media, man. Is, talk about. Um, when we announced, yeah. I will say this. When we announced last week, we weren't going to be on because of, I said, health issues. A lot of people would have said, oh, we hope a lot of people reached out and said, hope everything's okay. Yeah, I got, I got that too. Don's, are you dead? Have you died? What is <laughs> no, wrong? It was me. Are you okay? I'm like, it's O'Grady's. I know, man. I just want to make sure you're safe. And I'm like, thanks, man. I had grad school tonight. I appreciate that. It was me. You, it Don. was me. It was me. Eight, yeah, eight, what it's it, what 8 Bit Ray said. I was, I basically, I lied. I was covering for my bingo night. It went over. And then when I said that too to like people, like, oh, no, it's John. Okay, okay, but are you okay? They were stopped saying yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just have, yeah. No, it was just one of those things. Like, I, Sunday night, I couldn't do it because I was, I had been flat on my back since Saturday morning because of nerve damage to my arm. I couldn't move it. And it, all it was doing was telling me it was in pain and on fire. And that lasted until like Monday, Tuesday. And, Most people uh, spent the whole weekend we, flat we on their back in the bed. They'd call it a great weekend. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey. We, so we rescheduled for, for Monday, but then JD couldn't. No, so. yeah. All right, all right. I had practice. We couldn't do it on Monday, so it didn't. There was, yeah. a, there was a trailer that came out since we were together the last. JD, uh, are you trying to make a connection? I don't. 
<laughs> the ADD is kicking my ass tonight, guys. I can't deny it. I'm like bouncing off the wall. We got our okay because we're about to talk about Aquaman. So. We got our first official trailer for Aquaman in the last Lost Kingdom. And uh, so, what did what you guys think? I, I I like how Amber Heard's character is just little uh, a couple shot. of pixels in each. No, two shots. I think there's two shots. Those are two. One, I counted one, but one one when they're when they're having a picnic in front of the lighthouse, and there's like a couple of red pixels, which I think is her hair, and then there's a second one when the lighthouse is on fire, and you can see somebody in a red wig running up behind them. Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. I have heard stories that people in the test audiences actually walked out of this movie. Really? They, wasn't I that the because, trailer looked good? Wasn't that the trailer looked they, really good? They think they think maybe okay. The prevailing all right. I, I think idea. Is okay, so everyone knows. Whoa, 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 flags! We're all over each other. Stop. Start again. Go ahead. Everyone knows the story about the what's the baby's name? Arthur Curry Jr. Yeah, but they call him something. Aqua baby. Aqua, okay, Aquaman. everyone Aquaman. knows the story of Aqua Baby, right? From the it's comics. fucking killed by Black Manta. Exactly. Mm. So that's the question: Did they kill the baby in this movie? I don't know, man. There's the two... vibe, the vibe of the trailer, does not strike me as we're going to gut a newborn. There's two ways they, they could go about this. Play. One, one they could <laughs> kick the baby. Sorry, South Park. There, <laughs> they <laughs> they could kill the baby. But I'm sure that's what the test audiences were a little upset about. But number two is they could go the Bruce Tim way, where the baby's in trouble and Aquaman cuts his arm off to save the baby. And that would be way more badass. That is one of the rumors is that he has the and, hook. And there's that shot the in the trailer the with the rock pinning him down. Yeah. The rock? With the boulder. The boulder. Oh, the boulder <laughs> pinning him down. <laughs> Wayne Johnson. He said the yeah, rock. Yeah, the rock. My yes. wrestling he's, brain He's joined the DC to, universe. Yeah. For he was. Stand. He's Black Adam. <laughs> Yeah, true. But Remember that the balance cool. of power that had actually, shifted yeah. momentarily? <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of, maybe. But yeah, nah, not really. again, again, we don't even know if this is going to count, if if he's even part of the new universe, if any well, of this matters. Here's what I'm at this whole new universe. Who fucking cares? Is the movie any entertaining? That's where I'm at with these things. I don't fucking care about continuity. I don't care if people are who who is and where, who likes what. I don't care. Is this entertaining? Trailer looked entertaining. The James Wan said his inspiration was hey, that is true. That is true. Both him and John Cena are on SmackDown during oh, stuff. They need to the pay some bills. Huh? Rock might have some bills. It's been a rough year for him. Like I was saying, it, the James Wan said the inspiration of this movie is Forty Eight Hours, and you totally get that vibe with Ocean Master, yeah. and Aquaman. So oh, and his brother, yeah, yeah, his brother, uh, Ocean Master. I said, so don't call him that. Yeah, but he's Ocean Master. I, I can't remember what his other, what his Orn. No, he tells. Jason, or he told Aquaman not to call him his brother. I know, and I forget, brother. I forget what his name is, though. Horn. Horn. So, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to kill Aquababy or not. And I don't really give a fuck how this fits into continuity. Can you entertain me for an hour and a half? That's all I ask. I don't think it fits in continuity at all. I think huh? It feels like it's a self-contained Aquaman story. Ben what? Is, is credited in IMDb. I don't know if that means anything. He, he might make a, a slight appearance as Bruce Wayne made. Well, there's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? I was going to say the rumors originally were that what's his face was in it, Keaton, and they ended up reshooting all of the Keaton stuff with Ben Affleck, and that was confirmed Jesus. with stuff. God damn, Warner is so great at wasting money; they're incredible <laughs> at it. Nobody burns through millions of dollars the way Warner Discovery just like lights money on fire. It's just, and it's not just this stat; it's not just this this regime, right? It's like for decades, consistently. They didn't need to. They could have left 
what's his name? Keaton in it. They, they, they killed, they killed him. Because it doesn't him. matter. They doesn't killed him in that universe, but now they're now it's the new Flash. But that's right? the thing, though, is like in all the universes, Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Remember, we got that in the Flash movie, right? right. Yeah, yeah. So who cares? Well, it could it it could have been uh, what's his face, the other Batman, the one George at Clooney? the end of Flash. George Clooney. George Clooney. Yeah, it could, they could have left. They could have been, they could have left it at anybody because it doesn't matter if it's not part of the new universe. Who cares? Well, that was the mm. whole thing. Like they just made it a joke in Flash by making it Clooney. It was just like. Yeah, none of it matters now. Who so, cares? Yeah, I just hope it, I, I hope it's not as bad as you've said it is. Because now, because I thought, oh, this might be fun. Maybe. Uh, yeah. No, the trailer looks not. great. Like it does I, look great, but then again, they've always put out pretty good trailers. Agree. Yeah. Unfortunately, they, Blue they, Beetle was good against that. Here's the problem: is in the last year, this will be the fifth DC movie in the last calendar year to come out, and they've all taken a beating. So it's like the public doesn't want these movies right now, and they keep. Putting it, them out. Has it really been five movies count, in a year? Count. We start with Black Adam. When did that we come go out, to, though? October of 2022. Okay. So yeah. Black Adam. Then we had Shazam, Fury of the Whatever. Then we had Flash. Then we had Blue uh, Beetle. Blue Beetle. Now we have Aquaman 2. Five movies. Every one of them. The box office has done this. Yeah. Aquaman's the most, was it profitable of all of them? Yeah, that was in 2018, 2017 or 2018. That's a lot. That's a long, that's an eternity. 2018. Yeah. And it's still got 66% five years. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and it's funny because they do, someone pointed out in the voiceover in the trailer, he says something about it's been four years because it was actually supposed to come out last year. Oh, yeah. Here we are. Yeah. And if it had just come out last year when it was supposed to, you so we paid we, we paid Ben Affleck a bazillion dollars to do these reshoots. But we couldn't have Jason's Momoa ADR the proper line. <laughs> come on man Racist. black manta, black manta equals, equals dollars. dollars he looks cool as fuck in the yeah. armor he looks awesome like i saw like that's black manta that looks good god i hope this movie doesn't suck too bad mohammed says the flash didn't deserve the hate it did in my uh, i mean it wasn't bad, liked it more bad. Than you i liked it more than you did john but it's flawed it's flawed. Don't get me wrong. It's flawed, but it's. I think that's what we said in our review. Is it's fun, but it's flawed. A, it's fun but flawed. Yeah, yeah. there's definite yeah. issues with it. But if you just turn your brain off and want a popcorn flick, it works. It was better than than most of the rest. Yeah, I don't understand. Again, we, what audiences want at this point? Either. They're sick of this well, shit. No, and they no, want something nobody different. Knows. No, well, nobody you, ever knows. Warner Brothers has confused them with all these different movies. No, we don't even know what we want anymore because they keep giving us weird crap that, yeah. that, that doesn't stick. So how should how can we know what we want at this point? Here's the problem: is they green they had five movies come out in less than a year, and nobody wants them, right? Yeah. Here's what yeah. they should do. Here's what they should do with DC stuff: just stop for a minute. Like I think this is gonna hurt the gun stuff too, is because nobody wants this right now, but they still keep churning them out. Yeah, that's the, the whole problem with DC is they flailed for so long, not sure what to do, trying to felt like in some ways they were trying to catch up with Marvel, others they were trying to do their own thing. And there was no driving force behind it. And it's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they were definitely trying to catch up to Marvel. And that, that was the problem. That's what started all this. And then giving it to Zack Snyder. That was a mistake, too. Man of Steel made a lot for the admittedly fundamental flaws that Man of Steel had. It made a shit ton of money. Kassan says, I agree, Muhammad. I showed it to my kids on Max. And they loved it. The writing is good. And even Ezra Miller's acting was solid. It I was think pretty good in the movie. it's non- pretty good in the movie. Kind of. Non what? Canonical. 
I think it means canonical. Canonical. Non-canonization of the movie torpedoed it. No, I don't think it is a non-canonization of it that torpedoed Because it wasn't supposed to be non-canonization. What torpedoed is people don't want these movies. They've got in their head that the DC movies are bad. That's, that's like the meme. Yeah. The meme has become reality. And they Ray's, Ray's right. Marvel hasn't put out quality lately either. 100% been saying it for a year. Right? I think, I don't think things are looking great for the Marvels. Everybody kind of agreed that Secret Invasion was a turd. Like... I've been sour on this stuff for a while. Loki better be good because I'm giving it one episode. Tom Hiddleston will make it good. I'm tired of slow burns, man. Just give me something. Like I don't. My time is valuable. Give me something. Entertain. There was no reason. There was no reason for Secret Invasion to be slow burn like that. Or if it was, by the third episode, you should have realized it should have been that that he was playing everybody. Secret Invasion was, was a mess. From episode one, the writing was hard. The comic was a mess too. Where is everybody surprised? <laughs> sure. Yeah, but they could have. They could have yeah. made something good out of it, like they did with Civil War. There's issues with the a lot true. of issues with the comic, but they made the movie great. Yeah. James says you can't engineer epic. Fans mm-hmm. make things epic, and yep. I'd rather watch underfunded Deadpool style movies. Yeah, I agree with him. I do. Yes, you're Taylor Swift's dating someone from the Chiefs. That's the big news. People are freaking out about that. <laughs> Yeah, so she's working on her next album then. I would, album, never, yeah. I would never date Taylor Swift. She's really pretty and super tall. But like, any if you lift the toilet seat up, there's a song coming out about you. If you got a piece of asparagus stuck between your teeth, it's going to be a top 40 hit. Uh, <laughs> what was wow, that last t- comment? From James? No, I'd rather watch John Constantine's Constantine yeah, style. That, that I would pay good money to style. Yeah, I would freaking pay money With to Zatanna. see. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that would be fun. I would watch that. That should uh, be a Muhammad show. says now that the strike is happening, it gives these franchises and directors and writers to improve their future projects. Yeah, see, yeah there's exactly. the problem though. Here's the thing though: it's not them that's doing it. Like these guys yeah. know how to make movies. The problem it's... is they're taking direction from the suits who don't know yeah. how to make movies, and the suits are telling them what they want. And when they don't get it, when the suits don't get what they want. Then they make all these changes. They hire and fire people. They yeah. make demands on these things, and they turn out worse. And they look at people, and go, "You fucked up," and yeah. like we did exactly what you wanted us to do. What's well, yeah. your fault for not? Let's you know, these. That's the problem with these suits, right? And that's why these strikes are good because the suits are making all the money. They're not doing any yeah. of the work, but they're fucking everything up along the way, especially in WBD, the home of one David Zaslav. Hmm. Yep, 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 yep. All right, all right. I see it. man, ADD is really getting to you tonight. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> squirrel. All right, let's move on. Uh, we got actually some comic book news this week. Starting off with Marvel's, we talked this about this. Marvel is relaunching the Ultimates universe, and of course, they're kicking off with Spider-Man again. <laughs> Wasn't it Professor X's alter ego from the Ultimate Universe? He escaped and started Reed, and is recreating the Ultimate Reed Richards. Right? Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't Reed know. Reed I have no idea. Reed Richards is the maker. That's but his, yeah, the maker. His That's ultimate Reed, yeah. ego. That's from the he original. And he's recreating it. The original. And he, and, is that what it is? Is yeah, that the he, hook behind this? The hook behind this is he's recreating the universe. And the last thing he did before he went and just, and created the new ultimate universe was he went to go see Miles Morales and ask him if he wanted to join him. And he didn't. That's what I remember from the plot line. And I don't know, man. And, yeah. But he, and you know, this is here's the thing. It's being written by Hickman, Ray's favorite writer over at marvel he can be really bad at times I mean, he's a good, he can be hit or miss but like on the whole he's a good but i feel like we deadlized x-men so i feel and i could be wrong i don't feel like he went to them and said oh i have an idea to bring ultimate universe back i feel like mm-hmm. marvel said we want to bring the ultimate universe back 
here's some ideas make this work so it's funny we've been like less than a decade with the ultimate universe gone and they got rid of it because people stopped buying the books and to be honest yeah. with you, the only ultimate book worth reading was ultimate spider-man yeah which is why they're starting with spider-man again yeah well, that's what they'll they start with last quite frankly bendis's ultimate spider-man book the 150 you know more than that like 200 issues of it it was really good but i don't know hey we may decide to review that if this dearth of uh, of actual movies and stuff i don't mind reading more comics for the show i don't hate that kasan says this is the problem with comic books release stretch a story over years without any real stakes re-release stretch a story over years without any re stakes re-release yeah that was Corporate the thing comics. with wasn't that the idea with the ultimate universe there were stakes people died mm-hmm. and didn't come back and yeah Ray says, Pick the dick is a good writer, but he lacks commitment and values. That's a harsh thing to say about someone. It is a very harsh thing to say, Ray. Terrible. Uh, Are we going to read this when it comes out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. There's something there. There's a hook there. Why not? Lord knows ain't going to watch TV. No. Comics explained is is coming for a while. Oh, I I saw an interesting thing that studios might start there are things that are made and never get released like second seasons of shows and netflix cancels it the salem's lot remake that i've been waiting for a year yeah there's they're now saying like the studios might start releasing some of that stuff that's been sitting on shelves as they start running out of stuff because of the strike Hmm. yeah we might see batgirl boy i bet that's a real piece of shit i can't wait to watch it (laughs) i enjoyed early ultimate x-men it was great i hate mark millar I don't know. I never read it, but I just don't like Mark Millar's work. Huh. When it come, when does it come out? That's a good question. Good question. Stand by. Stand by. I gotta this is on Marvel's website. Gizmodo nine 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 hours ago. Ultima. Uh, next oh, I'm year. Sorry. The, the, yeah, the, I love this stuff. It's like when is the new stuff coming out? Um, they have to spend so fifteen here's minutes. The thing. Yeah, here's the thing. It's just saying twenty twenty um but they have said they're going to make an announcement at new york comic-con uh details are present let's see details will come out marvel's next big thing panel october 14th at the new york comic-con so december is what i'm thinking if if they're dropping knowledge in in october usually december or january be there as you expected and now i know what we're doing on saturday dave when we're at new york comic-con yes we'll be be at the panel is the daredevil born again show still happening or do they call it off no official word yeah they just, official. I will say that I'm sure they'll say something about that at the convention as well. We'll <laughs> keep our eyes devil. Uh, peeled for that. Schrodinger's industry right now. <laughs> Both dead and alive. Every, yeah. every, everything that was out is either dead or alive. You know, yeah, Schrodinger's yeah. existence. Yeah, oh, exactly. Basically. Everything is dead. There's no yeah. status for anything. And there won't be till probably, even if the strike were to end tomorrow, there wouldn't be updates in anything till January, I bet. Yes, release okay. the Marvel swimsuit issue. I, it, it would be way worse today these days than it was back in the day. Peter Parker Peter, gets sucked. Yeah, in the most comics that any other character. Yeah, yeah. All right. some, Peter Parker has had more girlfriends than any other comic. But they always fuck him over, and that's or mm-hmm. you know, or trades his marriage to the devil. All right, this one John yeah. brought to my attention, and this is interesting. DC Fables. We we've talked about this oh before, Bill Willingham's about, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, talked about this before. So about he's come out and said he has released it to what do they call it when it's like anyone can use it? Public, Public domain. domain yeah. And DC's arguing no, they own the copyright to it. And they're gonna do whatever they can to protect the So 
this. This is interesting. This will go when this goes to court because I imagine that's where it's going to go. Is, oh yeah, because Vertigo is always sticky. Was Vertigo creator owned or is it actually owned by the the studio? So well, he said that he had he set says it up. he owns it, yeah. and it depends on the Vertigo. This is why Vertigo doesn't exist anymore, guys. It's because they DC wants to own everything. They want to own their. They want to own these are IP farms. Does you no good. Like they have the Sandman. They can't make decisions of the Sandman because they might be able to fuck over Neil. But are they going to try to fuck over no, Neil? Not That's Neil not the guy. Guy. That's no. not that guy. Like they were able to do some stuff with Alan Moore's Watchmen because yeah. Dave Gibbons would agree to. But you know what I'm saying. So this is going to be the final answer on what Vertigo really is. And Bill Willingham has had a lot of problems with these guys for a long time. And this is. Uh, this is uncharted territory we're in right now. This will be decided in the courtroom. And he basically said that he he would need like God money in order to be able to fight this in court, which he doesn't. Nobody has no has because that? these big corporations will spend billions of dollars to fight them on this to keep the to keep it so that they can own whatever they decide they want to own. Mm-hmm. So in the only way to fight this was with what he basically said an asymmetric war. Okay, if I don't own it, you don't own it, then nobody owns it. It goes into public domain because in my contract, I still own this. And the- I, I get that, but I'm sure they're going to come up with a loophole somewhere. I think the loophole is that they, in the contract, DC had the ability to, to develop other stuff off of the same property. And they're probably going to argue in court that because we're developing other stuff off this property, we own the property because if we're developing then- off of it, then... We, we own some of these characters that we've used and he can't claim them anymore because we own them now. Yeah. It could also be a weird thing where they don't own the character, but they own the publishing rights to the character. Oh God. Yeah. That's, man, they um, get you know it. Pretty sure that's where we're headed with that. The whole publishing mm-hmm. rights argument. Yeah. Like they own the publishing rights. So no mm-hmm. one can make comics with them other than them, the characters other than them. Um, In which case this is dead because if DC owns the publishing rights, but they have nothing to publish because they can't do anything with the characters because Williamson owns them. That's it. It's dead, right? Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's No, because if he's saying it's public domain, then they can still publish Fable Comics with someone else writing it. But they'll say, it's public domain and we own the publishing right. Yeah, that might have been a mistake of him making it public domain. In my I don't opinion. know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, sure a, it's it got... a gamble. It's a legal gamble that's very unprecedented. So I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. It's going to, they're going to fight this, but like contract law is pretty stout. It's pretty concrete. So it's really going to depend on what the judge thinks. Exactly. Yeah. So they're they're basically going to, they're going to judge shop this. They're going to, they're going to shop for a good district where it's going to, they might not have a choice. The the major battle is going to be over where this this happens. Better not, but better price in California or New York. Yeah, or and Texas. It probably will be in California. Isn't that where DC's headquarters DC's are now? DC's headquarters is, and when, when Willingham wrote the books, it was New York. So. so I think you'd have a better, the worst places to do that would be Delaware or, or Texas or Louisiana. Yeah. So those are places that are really business corporate centric. They would rule it, against it no matter what the case law was. Like, it's going to depend. That's going to get bumped. It's, there's going to be a bunch of appeals and all this. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. See, I, yeah, and again, we've talked about this before. Like, it it makes me really sad that some of these creators who create these characters that are, you know, indelible marks in our society, they don't have the rights to them, and they're not making any money off of it. It pisses me off. It doesn't seem right. Yeah, you know? and that's uh, uh, Willingham, Bill Willingham. They have a tense relationship. It's just one. Bill Willingham's a flaming asshole. Two. It's just how he is. 
And it's his creating like a lot of creators. He wants the full rights to his creations. Same reason Alan Moore hates DC. Same reason DC would love to do more with the Sandman, but they can't because they actually respect Neil Gaiman and fear him a little bit because Neil Gaiman's yeah, sure. got some power. Like Neil Gaiman's an interesting cat. Um, plays very close to the vest on stuff. Very a lot more shrewd and, than people realize. And he has a lot of money from the Netflix Good Omens stuff. Well, it's got right not, he had money before that though. Like Neil Gaiman. I know, but you wealthy. know, he's not short on money, which you know. <clears throat> no, but it, his money comes from long before that. Like Neil Gaiman's yeah. A different well, the point is that they're fine with crushing somebody who doesn't have a war chest. But if somebody has a war chest, oh, yeah. they'll be more circumspect. But, too, they don't want to piss off Neil because Sandman was such a building block for the company. I thought Fables yeah. was a pretty big title for them, too. It was. Fables was a huge yeah. title for them in the mid-2000s specifically. Yeah. So they want to do more with it. Yep. And Bill Willingham's like, oh, this is mine. This is what I want to do with it. There you go. There's the problem. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. <sighs> interesting it's very, very interesting i mean it's funny too because i think a lot of the issues also stem from early days in the comics like people didn't think people don't think anyone would ever make real money off of it no one thought there was going to be a superman the movie then batman and now where we are today with the movies right yeah but in the 90s but in the 90s that's that game had changed people weren't willing to sign away stuff anymore just that right the independent comic boom had already really been proven to be liquid like liquid it's just in the 2000s when these deals were really made. Now that now is where it's getting interesting, and that's a different that's a different DC Comics that made those deals than the DC Comics that exist today. Very different. Yeah. We we're talking about the Paul Levitz thing era where Warner has let them do their own thing. They, right. haven't been that, they haven't been that since 2011, 2010-ish actually. There's a lot of studio interference. Tons. Corporate yep. interference. Corporate interference, really. Mm. Sounds as it'd be prudent for DC to buy them out. You can't pivot superheroes to Fables for a bit. Different. Yeah. Fables is a vertigo thing, and I'm sure they want to utilize it, but I mean, it's not going to be, there's not the value in, in, in any vertigo title this side of Sandman than there is to their superhero properties. And they just want it. They just want control, but both for publishing and for the ancillary rights. Wasn't Constantine vertigo too? Yeah, Constantine's Const- vertigo. Yeah, so he, like Sandman and Constantine, I would mm-hmm. say, are the biggest. Mm-hmm. For ver- yeah, especially early on Constantine, Hellblazer specifically, and then Sandman. And then there's other stuff in later years that was good. But those are the four bear, Doom Patrol. Those are the four bear, the uh, flight bears. Yeah. They could do something with Vertigo. books of magic if they really wanted to. But again, you gotta, and again, they're willing to play with Neil, but Neil gets to do his own thing. Hence, like, hence... But that's probably why Neil gets they probably why they don't want this because Neil got to do his own thing. Neil yeah. got to do his Sandman show at Netflix, not with Warner, not with Discovery or Max or whatever. I'm sure they want to tighten those reins in Willingham because Fables is a successful book. I'm sure they want to do stuff and he might not want to for X reason. Yeah, I feel like where this probably stems from, they probably wanted to do a series like that on uh, Max and he was like, nah. I don't... So Drew's question is, what would Disney do if Warner Brothers go try to do fairy tales? That's what Fables is. Fables is very much grim or once upon the thing that the show was on ABC about 10 years ago. For Lucifer 2, that's all Sandman adjacent. That was what it was. It was all those people, all those characters exist in the real world and are doing things. Right? So yeah. I mean, it's not, it predates all those shows. That's what yeah. it is. And Disney doesn't know those are public domain. Anyone can do a Jack and the Beanstalk story or a Little Mermaid story. You just can't do their version of those things. Exactly. Same as Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh went into public domain earlier this year, and you can make it. <laughs> and the then we, we immediately got a horror Winnie the Pooh. We immediately got a horror Winnie the Pooh. 
but you just can't do their Winnie the Pooh. And got to remember, like in 2022, there were three Pinocchio movies, mm-hmm. one of one which was hilarious. And then Jack the Giant Killer was another really good, was it Jack and the Beanstalk take? That's a movie more scene. Fairy Tale from Stephen yeah. King was a Jack and the Beanstalk take, too. It was pretty good. Yeah. Great book. All right. Our last story I felt was right up JD's alley. Sweet. Miguel O'Hare is coming back. Yeah. Spider Man 2099. They're doing a, yeah, exactly. Six ep, uh, issue miniseries where he's fighting all of the horror villains from the uh, Marvel Universe. Um, we're getting a werewolf by night 2020 or 2099 i thought that was cool and a bunch of other those characters what do you think is this an does people i know that have watched the across the spider-verse who have not doesn't know anything about spider-man 2099 we're all like is he a vampire so he's not a vampire but he's got his spider powers work differently they didn't really get into that no they didn't that being said, the idea of Miguel dealing with like horror-based characters super intriguing to me. Since I think Fables would be a hit, I'm tired of sterile stories produced from Carly Studios. It could be, but remember those same Carly Studios would produce that. But you'd have to run it through that filter you just talked about. I think they're just I think they're just lousy IP right now. Yeah, I agree with Brandy on this. They just want to collect all their IP. Anyway, Fables, like we were saying, Fables is fairy, fairy tales, tales, but not, not yeah, but not not naughty as in Xenoscope. That's true. Like we're not doing we're not doing Snow White with the titties or anything like that. We're just hey, those are know. only the pick. That's those are only hey, the John. Images. It's a visual. The, it's a visual medium, my friend. I I know. I read but the it for story the lines are still good. Mm. Surprisingly, I read Zenoscope for the articles. Yeah. Anyway, so Norman Mailer is a good piece in this month's in this month's you issue. Give writers are due, no matter what. Back, back no matter to, what back the art to, does. Back to Miguel O'Hare and Spider Man Twenty Nine Nine. Love the idea of him dealing with the horror characters. Dracula is on one of the covers. Love yeah. Marvel's Dracula, one of my all-time favorite. Probably my Knight. favorite. Yeah, with Moon Knight, with a Moon Knight Twenty Ninety Nine. So I assume this is Dracula, not just Dracula Twenty Ninety Nine. Right. But or Dracula, do you ever see Dracula Two Thousand, the movie that came out in the year? Oh my God, that was where Dracula was Judas Iscariot. When you say that, it sounds cool on paper, and then you watch the movie, and you go, "Wow, this is butt cheeks." And it was bunches. Yeah. Mm. We also got Man Thing 2099. Yeah. yeah, it could be fun. Steve Orlando's a pretty inventive writer, so I imagine he'll have some fun. It's, it's six issues, so it's I don't know what to expect from it, but I don't know. Miguel's getting some shine right now, and I like Miguel getting some love because he's a cool character. Yes. Street date. I don't see a street date. This is the, 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 um Pull over Randy's last comment. Uh... Oh, no, don't do that. Don't. No. Come on. We've all seen that. We've all seen that meme, Randy. I know where you're going with that. Yeah. There's <laughs> no, no need for that. Uh, it's annoying okay. how he doesn't have spider sense. That's really important to being Spider-Man. Not necessarily because all this Miles' spider sense is very different than Peter's. And, yeah. and Miguel became Spider-Man differently. And yes. Miguel's been Spider-Man, a Spider-Man since 1992. The whole point was to make a different Spider-Man. Yes. And he's a much darker character than Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's part of the appeal to him. I agree. Yeah. He was the only good thing about the 2099 universe, except that time Dr. Doom took over the world. That was a cool story. Yes. I think it's next year, so again, I'm sure there's going to be stuff for this at the convention. We will check it out, and we will report cool back to you cool on idea. this very podcast about all of that stuff. All right. Yeah, I definitely will check the book out when it comes out. I'm sure maybe we'll read it for the podcast. Maybe we'll have to do something. Yeah, the strike keeps going. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. 
We'll be right back with our main topic. This President's Day weekend, a new hero arrives, and the movie event of the year begins. Now, the wait is over. Daredevil. You're holding back. That movie, also butt cheeks. <laughs> butt cheeks. Speaking of cheeks, John has got his microphone muted right now. Oh, you're talking about Ben Affleck's face when you say butt cheeks. That was the he, he does though. have a cleft chin, which does resemble um, butt cheeks. And you'll notice that Jennifer Gardner had way more FaceTime on that because she was a bigger star at that point. She was a huge, point. she was a star. Well, so was yeah. Ben Affleck, though. Like, yeah, every, sure. everyone in that movie was a star. Colin Farrell was, like, knocking on the door of being a star. Michael Clark Duncan is coming off the Green Mile. He is a star. That is a star vehicle in that movie. Yep. And boy, oh, boy, did it fucking suck. I liked it. I didn't. I you mean, it was are good. crazy. I thought it was okay. What? It wasn't great. What? Go back. I, no, it's terrible. Go back and watch that movie. It's I so like, fucking bad. Oh, oh, it's 90s. It's a 90s movie. It's 2002, but, sir. Did you ever watch the I know. It's time? a 90s movie <laughs> in 2002. But it was definitely written Sucks. in the 90s. And, Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, but see, look, Randy makes an excellent point here. It's not, not a great, great movie, but, but I, I did read more Jennifer after it. And that's true. If it gets you to read the comics, then it does its job. Fair no, enough. it doesn't. The job its job is to be a good movie. No. Failed. <laughs> yeah, failed. <laughs> Not back then. Asked you. Dude, everyone knew that movie was bad when it came out. That's why we never got Daredevil 2. Yeah, we got we Electra it instead. Electra. <laughs> which was worse. Kassan <laughs> says he thinks we should rewatch it for the show. We've watched worse. Yeah, this is true. I, it's not I wasn't bad. Okay. And the director's cut is worse. It. I was about to say, I, Oh, everyone I, says the director's cut's oh it's so much better. It's so much more artsy. There's a director's cut of that? <laughs> yes, there is. Dude, it's so, this movie's fucking garbage. I don't that look, I liked it okay, but I don't think it could get any better by adding all more. All right. So we had done we a the, Did we watch the Blade movies on this on the show? Did yes. we do that? I thought yes, so. we did. Um those were good. So we had done a poll mm-hmm. with the audience asking what book we should read for the next episode, which was a while ago at this point. The overwhelming winner was Frank Miller daredevil but then mm. once once it won we were like wait a minute what does that mean exactly so i said well, let's just do the daredevil volume one collected edition and a dare frank miller daredevil volume one and uh, interesting because the first five or six issues are just him as the artist i didn't realize he was just an artist on the book before he started writing for a few of the comics yeah, yeah. like halfway through it turns to him being the writer who's the writer and, and penciler which i thought was interesting who's the initial yeah, writer on those daredevil books is it denny o'neill oh, no it's not o'neill it's oh shoot i have to bring it up i've it's got not... it i've got it it's, okay no i don't got it i don't, I don't got, got anything <laughs> i don't I got don't... it oh okay i got it i got, got it. it i oh, i've got lost it. it i'm lost i don't know what i'm doing anymore there i it don't is. know Therapy. Uh, the writer was Bill Man. Uh, oh, Bill Manilow. Manilow, yeah. Yeah. And the artist was Frank. Like for what the second one. In fact, is, the, in fact, the first two I- issues in the collection is Spider Man, spectacular Spider Man. Yeah, and it was uh, the artist was Frank Miller and Frank Springer, and the letters were Denise Wall and Elaine Heinel, and Jim Shooter was the editor in chief. Oh yeah, he was the editor in chief. Yeah, but you, the, there's there is a very 
noticeable so, difference between the writing of the first few and then after Frank Miller starts being well, the writer. Because he's oh, a yeah. different writer. I know. Yeah, completely I different. I didn't realize. Okay. Like, I'm so, going to play the straight man on this. I, this is my first time reading. Here's what I so, find interesting is Frank Miller is known for, let's say, Daredevil, Born Again, The Dark Knight Returns. What's the one with the dame? Sin City. Sin City. It's like his most famous art style is that blocky art style. Yeah, he didn't have that. He was doing Marvel House style stuff at the time. Like it's so different. It's and it's good. Like it's really good. Yeah, Frank Miller chooses to draw the way he draws. Never forget exactly. That. He doesn't have to draw like that. He doesn't that, have to draw ugly. He chooses to draw ugly. At least yeah. he can draw a chest, chest and it works. Human chest. It works and, and for the Dark Knight Returns. Out. I know it works for a dirty story, but yeah. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Go ahead. I really, for me, again, the first time reading this, it felt like before and after he started writing was literally the D mark between Jim Shooter type dialogue and story writing and a more mature story writing where the world gained more color. The so background characters had more to say. There was a living world around the characters instead of just a framing of what the hero was going through in the beginning you know, after Frank Miller was actually, there was a, a living world around everything. I, I really liked the change. The, you know? the, the books there he's just drawing are very late seventies, early eighties comics. Right. You know, like just to the T how they used to do the books, weird backup stories that, that then continue on in the next issue. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like everything in that era was written that way. Like you couldn't get away from it. Here's yeah. the thing. Shooter gets a bad reputation as being a control freak. And he is a control freak. But at the same time, as he hired these guys, there's a there's like a revolution of talent at Marvel in the early 80s. Like generational defining talent. Like at the same time this is going on, you've got Claremont and Byrne on the X-Men, right? Yeah. You're getting Walt Sim Walt Simonson is about to do Thor. Right. We're getting Miller yeah. on Daredevil. You're going to get Burn on the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like you're getting like heavy hitters are making their name like American. Like the British Revolution was going on in D.C. Like yep. Marvel at this year, you've got the American Revolution of the next generation of comic writers. Miller doing his thing. Claremont doing the soapy stuff with the X-Men. This is what became comics of the 1980s. And then Simonson doing the sci-fi stuff on Thor. Again, that's a shooters. Don't get me wrong. Any criticism you want to make a Jim Shooter is a fair one, but <laughs> he put these guys on these books and let them yeah. tell their stories. Yeah. yeah. And here it was it on the third issue that's in this collection. It was Daredevil number 158, May 1980. It, on the first page, they had a little blurb from, I guess, the, from Shooter, maybe? I don't know. It says, from time to time, a truly. Great new artist will explode upon the Marvel scene yeah. like a bombshell. Ramblin, they give them all nice little nicknames. That's Ramblin, Marvel. Roger McKenzie, Kinky, Klaus Jansen, Joe, Ro Joe Rosen, Gio Russos, Amiable Al Milgram, and Jim Troubleshooter. Confidently predict newcomer Lanky, they gave him Lanky? Lanky Frank Miller is just such an artist. Well, they what are they going to call him? Fucking Frank Miller? Like, <laughs> they can Frankie now, and, and it would be a compliment. It it's like it awesome. Fit. It's Frank Miller. 
I've again, always found I, Miller's writing style to be very overrated. I don't love yeah. Frank Miller's stuff. I don't. Well, it was better than the originals to me. Again, oh, I no, agree. He, he, in his Daredevils, I think the Daredevil is the the jewel of his run, right? Of his stuff, especially yeah. his corporate comic stuff. I think his Daredevil is better than his Batman because he redefines Daredevil. Like the Daredevil that we all know and love is Frank Miller. What's right? the What's the first thing that gets introduced as he writes his first Daredevil book? Spider Man, Electra. Oh, Electra, <laughs> right? Brings Electra. <laughs> The Kingpin storyline. Was, story it, line. This was that the first yeah, time Kingpin. Electra showed up? Yeah. Yep. He created, oh, he created okay. Electra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything that you think stick the hand? Any Anything you, when you think, associate with Daredevil, especially modern Miller. Daredevil, it's all it's Frank, Frank Miller. Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's why when Mark Wade came on, Mark Wade wanted to bring him back to the swashbuckling, more fun, because everybody had been doing their impression of that's, Frank Miller for the last that's, 25 years. Like, that's the one thing I wanted to point out. Like, John says the writing changes, definitely, but... The tone of the book changes as soon as Miller starts writing it. It's noir becomes film noir. Yep, it's like noir, you start. Seeing, it's darker. You yeah. start seeing his like. It's not a shock that Frank Miller's the one film he directed was The Spirit. Will Eisner's The Spirit because yeah. like when you look at these pages, Will Eisner all over the place. Yeah, like he's yeah, you can I can't see disagree you, with that. Yeah, you can see the spirit specifically the Will Eisner spirits like the influences everywhere. And Frank Miller liberally borrowed from the spirit. In his Daredevil, and right? Electra is totally a, an Eisner, yeah, an Eisner femme fatale character. Yeah, you can see some of the stuff that he that became tropes for him too, like yeah. the newscasters talking and mm-hmm. providing exposition, yep. and like people, the two old people in the in the movie theater, mm-hmm. like expositing about the yeah you know, old timey actors and stuff like that just again a living it's a living world where there are characters that are talking about stuff that has nothing to do with what's going on in the panel and it's exposition being delivered from other sources not just a thought bubble from the hero Mm -hmm. yeah which was styled the time yeah well so what miller is doing here is just is totally different like i said it's a lot of what this daredevil run is a trial balloon for what will be dark knight returns yeah yeah I didn't even think of it that way, but you're right. I was thinking it was leading us to Born Again, but yeah. Of course, it leads to Born Again, because that's like his penultimate Daredevil story. But I mean, like the Miller style is really developed and honed here in Daredevil. Like Ronan, all this shit that we associate with being very Frank Miller is trialed here. He's growing into himself as a creator, not just an artist, but as a creator with these stories. Yeah. Definitely. What did you think of the introduction of Electra? Because you know what? I realized the collection that I had is Born Again, so I never read this issue before. It's better than them fighting on a playground. <laughs> yeah, definitely. She's, she's there to kill him, right? Oh, I think it's great, to be honest with you. I think the Netflix Electra is much closer to this than... Oh, yeah, that's true. Her. That's what yeah. they said. They borrowed a lot from Frank Miller's... Uh, Anything Daredevil. you think about his Daredevil is Frank Miller. Yeah. Anything. It's all Frank Miller. Yeah. So could you imagine if they had gone back to the swashbuckling Daredevil? Yeah, they the did. Sh- That's essentially what the She-Hulk one was. You think? Yeah, 100%. That's why he had the uniform. That's why he had the different outfit. Too. That's why he had the yellow costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they were getting away from... I hope they don't continue this. But for that show, it made sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm at. Could you imagine? I don't think the show would have done well if they went. Fuck no, no, nobody wants that for Daredevil. <laughs> like with Daredevil, what do you like? What makes Daredevil cool is the elements of Frank Miller. Because reality, in reality, Daredevil is just a knockoff Spider-Man. Daredevil yeah. 
is just a cross between Batman and Spider-Man. He's a weaker Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, he's a, that's 100% true. He's Daredevil without the without all, or he's actually Batman without all the problems. So what Frank Miller did is he brought on the Catholic guilt, which is something unique to Daredevil. Yes. Or the superhero has that. You bring Wait. in the heavy noir elements. Because even Batman in this era wasn't quite so heavy with the noir elements. Like Denny and Neil were doing that kind of stuff. And there was like Marshall Rogers, but it wasn't quite as heavy as what Frank Miller's doing here. It would become that, but not really. Like with Daredevil, you really like everything that Frank Miller brings to the character really helps redefine it and it actually define it. Like I said, Daredevil is this is Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like and and that's also why it's in like the tone changes, like it's a different comic at that totally. point. Totally. Completely different comic. Which yeah. is what's cool. If this came if this happened today, they'd give it a number one. In fact, I don't think it's mm. funny because I'm pretty sure Born Again, yeah, Born Again was the first thing I read from Daredevil. I don't think I would have read early Daredevil if I... Born Again was after that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Several years. How, how long after this was I want to say 85, 86. I think so. 85 sounds right. Because Born Again is post-Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Like, Dare, Born Again is Miller's return to Daredevil. But I don't think if I read the original ones, I probably would have been like, what you just said. Oh, this is a Spider-Man knockoff. Mm-hmm. I'm already a Spider-Man fan. I'm not going to bother reading this. You and everybody yeah. else. Everybody felt that way about Daredevil in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Really. But then Miller comes along and saves the character by reinventing yeah. him. 100%. Yeah. In fact, I, I, don't, I think the book would have been canceled if it wasn't for this. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance. He felt, he felt more interesting. Oh, yeah. Or there was an actual person behind the mask instead of just... Some a paint by numbers. Character it was. This, it right? felt tropey. The very tropey. The first issues that weren't written by him. Yeah, which is yeah. why it's cool they included it because you get to see such a dichotomy of what yes. Daredevil was and what he would become. Yeah, and I think that's why they did it because at first mm-hmm. I'm like, why did they include all this stuff if this is supposed to be Frank Miller's first initial run? And then I'm realized like, oh, so yeah. like I said, I don't love Miller, but to deny his place in the pantheon would be foolish. Right, he's one of the most important comic book creators of all time, definitely in the 1980s. Yeah, that's the thing, and I would highly recommend anyone who hasn't read this, mm-hmm. likes Daredevil, but hasn't re- get at go out. It's uh, Daredevil, Frank Miller, Daredevil Volume One. You can get on Amazon, get on your Kindle. That's actually how I got it, and read all the issues, the Spider-Man issues, the first three Daredevils where he's just the artist, and then your and then. Once I think it's 149, issue 149 is the first one he writes and draws, and that's also where they introduce Electra. And there's such a change in the style of the comic. The writing it's is more, more expressive. It's mm-hmm. more detailed. It's, it's more down to earth. It's more expansive of of the world around the characters that they're showing. It's more it's grounded. Just, hmm? Yeah, more it's grounded, grounded too. Yeah, it's it brings it a little bit more closer to you, the reader, mm-hmm. so that you can connect better with what he's going through. It's not just that I will defeat you. Yes, that, that's very much what he is in the first books that you're reading there. It's just, I've got to go defeat the bad guy. I, I must help <laughs> Spider-Man because he is blind and I know blindness and I know blindness because I am blind. It's yes, you're blind. Thank you very much. But right. is that your only... That yeah. your only defining characteristic? Yes, that was. Yeah, it was. His that was exactly. the defining characteristic, and and Miller gets beyond. That. Like I said, and I just love that they included these books in there because it just really shows you what a game changer this was. Yeah, I was really surprised. It shows Pleasantly you once so. when the right writer gets onto a book and they can 
Transformer character without the thing is it's not like he ignored any of his history or anything like nope. that. He made it work, but he was able to add elements and change the style of the character to make it like, oh, this is now interesting. Yeah. So it's good. So book. I found yeah. I found like uh, there was a mistake in the text in one in one place. Okay. Do you want your no prize? Yes, I want my <laughs> no prize. Thank you. Okay, very well tell much. What, what, exactly. which, okay, which issue, what page, what was the mistake? The page is... Who hurt you? What? what? Who hurt you? <laughs> you guys did last page, week. Page 155. It is, let's see, what issue is that? That's the Daredevil, let's see, issue 165. Okay. The four, the fifth page in. It, <laughs> <laughs> the last one says, Miss Glenn, we all know how hard you've been working since your father died. And we just wanted to, wanted to, is doubled to spare you the needless <laughs> worry over to So I found... Who was like, the, okay, who was lettering that book? That was pencil, uh, the, 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 the editor. Lettering was Joe Rosen. I, I hope, hope find, got, I hope someone got fired over that. <laughs> I hope they're on the find, street. You go find Joe Rosen and Eating. smack him with the book. I'm Eating sorry. Look, I was just, I made notes. That was one of the things that just <laughs> caught my eye. 40-year-old typos. Okay, what about <laughs> the characters? Kingpin and Daredevil. And Kingpin was Bullseye. interesting. Was, was that the first showing of Vanessa? No, they, no. Vanessa probably no, existed before that. She had. I'm pretty to. sure she was around in Spider-Man books, but in the era yeah. before. But I think this again, he, what we think of as Daredevil is redefined by Frank Miller in this run in particular. Yeah, right. But the the story the storyline of that one guy wanting Kingpin to take back over. And murdering Kingspin's wife. What did he think the end game was there? He was gonna die no matter what. Like that was just dumb. But again, it's but, more human motivation than we were seeing before. Yes. Know? Yes. Yeah. And I think it it's also trying to reestablish Kingpin as a more of a serious character too at that point. Yeah. Or more of a threat. And they did make him a threat. Yeah, very much so. That's the other thing. Bullseye in the couple issues that he didn't write. Is also a very, at first, a very mustache twirling villain mm-hmm. kidnaps. Oh, yeah, I forgot that the, him and Black Widow dated too, or were a thing. They were part, they shared the book in, for large chunks of the 1970s. Yeah, hmm. I forgot about all of that. Kidnaps her. Daredevil's which, laid a trail throughout the Marvel Universe of a lot of tail. Wait, what? Yes, a trail <laughs> of, of bodies. They, I found it interesting that they, what, he, he was the one that, he's not the one that wrote where, wrote the issue where Daredevil breaks down, right? Because later on, he finally explains that, no, it was a tumor in his brain. And because it just seemed weird that he just, that, you know, that Deadshot, oh my God. Um, Bullseye. Bullseye. Bullseye just suddenly broke down. Like, oh no, he beat me. He beat me. And just sat there, start whimpering. It doesn't make any sense. And then, and then Frank later on, explain he explains that off he, he comes up with an explanation palpatine came back that, uh, <laughs> that, that he, had brain, he had a brain tumor and that's why he was acting so weird but now we're gonna make him awesome again is that we, we need frank miller to write an explanation of how palpatine came back i'm sure you could come saying? up with a better one than, than the one that they came up with which was no explanation somehow he returned back but yeah, but, Sorry, but it was internet. it was nice though. Like they made they made him more menacing. They gave him his personality back by taking the tumor out of his. And at the same time, they showed yeah. Daredevil being Daredevil, where it's like, hey, the train is coming. 
and I could just leave him here and Bullseye would die by the train and nobody would blame me because I'm half dead myself. I can barely dr- drag myself out of this train tracks. And yeah, and he didn't. He took him. He, he saved him. So it makes it's just I, the writing was overall way better. I've never I'm, been a big Bullseye fan as a villain. It sucks. But this made it work. It's the best interpretation of Bullseye ever. Yes. No, I I won't disagree with that, but it's just what if Hawkeye became bad? <laughs> the yeah, guy who I can't did. miss. True. He's on one yeah. note. No, no doubt. No doubt. That's why, friend, that's why uh, is... Colin, Colin Farrell made him just, his, his solution was to make him Irish. <laughs> and the tattoo of bull or carve a bullseye into his head. And and completely sociopathic. Oh, he is completely sociopathic. Yeah. He killed that's someone there. With, a, with a peanut, right? The, the, on the plane? Yeah, yeah. Killing the woman with the peanut. Yeah. Or in the bar or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah was that, I thought it was on the plane. I don't know. We're we're going to have to watch the movie and (laughs) figure it out. (laughs) Okay. What else? What else are we going to do? We're just going to start going back to the actual. You guys are going to get caught up on Ahsoka. There's only a couple episodes left. This yeah, yeah, no, we'll talk about Ahsoka. Is it? Is this the the last episode? No, it's eight. I think altogether. So this was six. So two more. Okay, so we'll talk about it. JD. I think JD is cooked. I think you're probably right. I think I'm fried. Wow, I didn't think reading Frank Miller. All right, Muhammad had a question. Life, man. How do you guys see the final movie going down? For me, I think that every hero across space and time will fight the big bad. Didn't we see that in Endgame? Isn't that kind of what happened? I think that is what happened in Endgame. I don't know. In time. With a whimper is the answer to that question. The final MC movie ends with a whimper. Squirrel, definitely. It's an origin movie of Squirrel Girl versus. Time travels back to the beginning of time. Squirrel <laughs> is way more powerful than anybody gives her credit for. She defeated. Remember her. when? Remember when the AT and T girl was was like slated to play her? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that was that, the thing that was, was going to happen. That that was one of uh, John's fantasies come true. That oh, would have worked for me. Stop it! Stop. I mean, I get Muhammad's question because we're doing the multiverse mm. stuff. Like now, not just all of the. MCU heroes, but all of them from across all of the multiverses come and fight the big bad, and it's just like, eh, you're just making what you did before a little bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think Disney's even contemplating the idea of the final MCU movie. In their mind, they're like, why final? We make cartoons all the time. Yeah, true. Yeah. And I, yeah, <laughs> I feel like the final one was Endgame at this point. Yeah, kind of. If you choose to believe that, you would not be wrong. Yeah, they need to breathe some life into this. We'll see with Loki season two is coming soon. So. They need to refocus on what they they need to I come up with storyline and then stick with that storyline instead of going all over the place. All right. Yeah, JD's at the end of his rope and uh, he's fighting fast. He's fading fast. Muhammad says the cartoons still won't be the same. Yeah. Mm. DC always did better on the cartoons. It's been downhill for Marvel since the Spider-Man hmm. radioactive. We will try to, okay, someone wants to know if we ever bring Asuka or Ahsoka for Ahsoka. next week. I'd be interested to see how many of you can record the Blackboard, how many minutes you used to cover it. I think you'd be surprised. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's the show moves slow. I wouldn't argue with that one bit. We're planning on it. Yeah. The idea is to yeah. watch it. John and I are I'll terrible podcast co-hosts, so like we miss things from time to time. All right, let's wrap this one up then. Okay, again, I recommend people go out and get the volume one, Frank Miller, Daredevil. Question, question. I know there's a volume two because I saw it, but at the end, 
Vanessa actually survived, but she's walking around going food for money or money for food or whatever. Is that a zombie thing? No. Because the other ones were saying that too? No. No zombies in Frank Miller's Daredevil. Okay. I, was, I, just, I just thought that was weird that she started saying the same thing those other people in the tunnels were saying. That, that seemed like interesting. Anyway, okay. What do you say? Uh, Castlevania Nocturne is releasing. Wow. Cast, Castlevania overall, that series has been pretty badass and also <laughs> really adult, well, really cringeworthy. Once, um, once and, and actually awesome. Soon, so. when stuff isn't coming out because of the strikes, we'll go back and watch all that stuff we were supposed to watch. <laughs> At some point, I think it'd be interesting if you guys, given time. No, we're not watching One Piece. No. I, <laughs> Neither one of us has the attention span for One Piece. That's Maybe the live action one, but not the the live act. No, the live action one was what I was saying. Oh, okay. Because there's only eight episodes. Okay, <laughs> JD. You what don't know I JD. No, I have no interest. Sit you you, you talk anime, sit, sit. and I'm just like, it. No, it's not anime. It's live action. Birdies. First off, I know and, live action anime. Double ha, have, sit your son down in front of it and let and then have him review it for. Him. Or drink a bottle of rum and watch it. I don't drink pirates. Yo ho! All right. All right, let's go around the room then. What did you learn on the podcast this week, or do you have any recommendations? We'll start with John. Recommendations is actually Frank Miller's run on Daredevil is really worth it. Uh, again, my first time reading it, so I was very pleasantly su- pleasantly surprised. I am going to get the second volume, the second uh, collection, and read that. Also, One Piece, everybody take a drink. The live action Netflix, still worth it. And I am in the middle of rereading a series of urban fantasy books called The 20-Sided Sorceress by Annie Belay. And because I, I, I stopped reading like four years ago, I've got a lot of books. She, she's written like three other books. So I to catch up, I got to reread the whole series because I read so many series, I forget stuff. And it's really, it's really nice. It's a, it's really a geek series. The main characters are talking about video games they've played and, and that sort of thing. And there's, I don't know. It's really a, a good series to read if you want to get into urban fantasy and you're a geek because there's right. a lot of references you'll get. All right. JD? I learned I have to go to bed. I'm punchy. I just finished Stephen King's newest book, Holly. It's a great little Columbo style detective story. I say Columbo oh, cool. in the way that <clears throat> you know who the villain is and the crime immediately. Now you mm-hmm. have to watch the hero put the story together. And with just some just god awful spine curling villains. That are very much you go, huh? huh. <laughs> so it's a really good book. Highly recommend it. Just started a book today from a writer I've never read before named Stephen Graham Jones, who's a Native American horror author. He's got a book that I'm reading. I just started today called "The Only Good Indians," and it's I will report back Ooh. on it later. But I'm really liking it so far. It's excellent. That title Ooh. doesn't sound like it ends well. It doesn't start well. Like uh, it's a horror novel. It's basically about a, a band of not a band, but a, a bunch of Native American friends who, when they're young, kill that sacred elk, and how it comes back to haunt them. Oh, that's not good. You never kill the sacred one. It's really one good. It's nothing, really good. Nothing with so the word far. sacred in it. Do you ever kill? Do you never? They don't use it. the word sacred, but it's it's very much stooped in not Native American mythology, but Native American culture. Like it's very much a story that can only have been written by someone who actually grew up on a reservation. There's just a lot of there's a lot of intricacies and just it feels very tangible and I'm really enjoying it so far. So hopefully the next week I can sit there and really give this a recommendation. But so far I really like this. I might have a new favorite writer who I like whose stuff I like to go to. Mm-hmm. 
I learned, Graham Jones. I learned that if JD doesn't have a ring light to play with, he fades very quickly. And having two hosts with ADHD is not a good thing. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> especially when, my God, especially when someone finds a typo really in, in a comic book. <laughs> oh, my God. This thing is blinding. It keeps getting, look how bright this thing gets. Jesus, you look like an Oompa Loompa. He does look like an Oompa Loompa. Like that scene in Wonka where the kids are in there and it's like super bright. I felt like that. Jeepers. <sighs> All right. Oh my you're, God. We're falling apart here and uh, dropping off. Recommendations. I don't really have one other than go get, yeah, if you want to learn all the origins of the cool stuff in Daredevil, go get Frank Miller Daredevil Volume 1. Uh, it's a great book. Uh, you can definitely see the contrast in the writing, too. It, it was a brilliant move having both of those in there. And uh, yeah, I also recommend you go to SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find the podcast every week. Uh, links to all our social media at the top of the page. Of course, comic book reviews by our good friend uh, Chris. Plus, Chris has been putting on there every week uh, recommendations for books that are coming out that week. Uh, we've been doing that for the last couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, if you want to see what we think you should read, go check that out. And uh, also, if you are not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. Click that bell for notifications so you don't miss us when we go live here on Sunday nights. Hopefully, we'll keep that going for a while. <laughs> and on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for watching. Don't let your cape go out the door. <laughs>